Today on More to Life, Disconnected. You know, it takes work to keep our relationships going strong. Are you and someone you care about struggling to connect? We'll help you bridge the gap. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Disconnected. You know, it does take work to keep our relationships going strong. And sometimes things come between us and the people that we care about. Are you having a hard time getting along with or feeling as connected as you'd like to someone that's important to you? Whether that's your spouse or your kids, little kids or adult kids, a friend or extended family member, sometimes we have a hard time seeing eye to eye or having a hard time getting past an offense. Maybe our attempts to heal or strengthen that relationship haven't been working out. Or maybe we don't know what's wrong, much less what to do about it. We want to help you find the grace-filled solutions you're seeking and help you close the gap between you and the people that you love. So give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You know, you said maybe you don't know what's wrong. Isn't that awful? You know, I think that's one of the hardest parts of feeling disconnected from somebody. When you've drifted apart from somebody or a relationship just doesn't feel right anymore, but you don't know why, you don't know what's gone wrong, or somebody has intentionally distanced themselves from you and isn't telling you why. They're they're just giving you the cold shoulder, they're taking an attitude, they've just gone silent. Whether you're just dealing with, you know, disconnection and you don't know how to fix it with somebody but you're both in it to try or you're the only one that's really willing to do anything there are things that can be done to help you feel more connected to that other person your best self and to God and we can help you do that today if you give us a call on more to life at 877 573 78 That's 877-573-7825. And once again, the show is titled Disconnected as we talk about how to strengthen and build those connections between us and the people that we care most about, whether you're struggling to make that connection or overcome that conflict or disagreement with your spouse, your kids, whether those are little kids, because sometimes, you know, we have a hard time getting along with those little <laughs> or our adult kids. Or those teenagers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Are we even supposed to be connected to them? Yeah. Yes, we are. Or, you know, a friend or a family member that we are having a hard time with, we are here to help you bridge that gap. 877-573-7825. And of course, it's difficult enough if it's a recent 
disconnection with somebody or that sense of disconnection with somebody. But many of us go through those sort of times of reckoning. That sounds more intense than I wanted to, but you know, you'll know what I mean in a second. Where you hit a stage of life and you're thinking, I should be closer to these people than I am. I should be, I should have had a closer relationship to my parents, my siblings, whoever those people who hold a place in our lives are, where we think, this should have been better, healthier, closer. And you're thinking, what can I do about it now? Is God asking me to do something about it now, to bring it into closer to connection, to make sure that those people and I are you know, in a good place and maybe even eventually going to God in a good place? Those can be more difficult to discern what to do. But we can help you do that today. So give us a call if you're feeling disconnected from anybody in your life. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not aware of what that is, uh, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years, um, looking at how creation reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body tells us that God created us for relationships. That building the kingdom of God really means creating a life-giving community of love with the people who share our life. It's ultimately the strength of our relationships that bear witness to the glory of God and evangelizes the world. As Tertullian put it, the pagans all say, look at those Christians, see how they love one another. Unfortunately, as much as our relationships are supposed to be a source of strength and support, in our fallen world they can often be sources of stress, frustration, and conflict. The challenge is not to run from these problems, but to demonstrate love and responsibility in the face of these difficulties so we can build stronger connections with each other in spite of these struggles. Well, the fact is, relationships, or the people in them, don't have to be perfect to be supportive or life-giving. I mean, we all have problems, right? We're all sinful and we all struggle. The difference between a stressful relationship and a supportive one, though, is the mutual willingness of the people in that relationship to admit their own struggles and commit to both working on their own issues and helping each other grow. You know, that willingness to admit and commit is at the heart of the mutual love and responsibility that St. John Paul said was at the heart of healthy Christian relationships. But of course, it can be difficult to get there sometimes. And so if you are struggling in a relationship that's important to you to either overcome this, the, the, the conflict that's getting in the way, uh, get past the hurt that has occurred between you and another person, or just bridge the gap, give us a call. That number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 Five. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father and the and Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, 
We come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to be with you today and to bring all the relationships that are important to us to you. Lord, in particular, we bring to you those people that we are having a hard time connecting with, being close to for whatever reason, those relationships with those important people we love but are impacted by conflict, by past hurts, by the struggle to see eye to eye or to get past differences. We ask you, Lord, to give us the grace we need to be compassionate in those situations and to respond to those challenges in ways that allow us to work for the other person's good, to work for the good of our relationship, and to be our best selves as well, so that as we work to heal our relationships, we can cooperate with your grace to build your kingdom and create the communities of love your servant St. John Paul told us we were destined to live in. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, the the Son, Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Disconnected, as we talk about what it takes to either heal or strengthen our relationships with those people that are most important to us. If you're having a hard time getting along with or feeling as connected as you like to someone you care about, whether it's because you are struggling to see eye to eye or having a hard time getting past an offense or you've attempted to heal or strengthen the relationship and that's not been working out the way you wanted it to, or maybe you just don't even know what's wrong, much less what to do about it. We want to help you find those grace-filled solutions that you're seeking and close the gap between you and the people that you love. 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Allison, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Louisiana. Hi, uh, hi, Allison. Welcome to More to Life. What's up? Hi. I work at a large retail store, and there's a merchandiser who comes in about once a week. And um, last spring, we get really, really busy, and I had moved some merchandise around, and she got very, very angry with me. And... um, said some pretty ugly things and so i've read your book and i was particularly taken by what lisa said about if you fail to try to work on a situation you're guilty of the sin of sloth and i'm Mm. concerned about that well let's ask you a question here this is a co-worker that just comes in once a week they exploded this one time is it a constantly toxic relationship? Is it just because, because honestly, I, I worked in retail, getting myself through college, and boy, oh boy, they are held accountable for where stuff is, and it has to be perfect, and now with the computer tracking systems is even more that way. Did they just get upset because they, you know, you messed up what they're accountable for, or are they constantly negative and mean to you? Yes, Constantly constantly to the point right, so where i can't interact with customers because they're bickering among each other and cursing and it's become a hostile environment and they're bickering with is this one person or a lot of of these people coming in it's a are, group of two or three merchandisers depending on how how much in uh, product we have and what's uh, and what's your role here i mean are you are you over them or like what what's you know what kind of authority do you have in the situation here they don't work for the company I work for, so I have no authority. I just am the brunt of the hostility, and so I just shut down. 
But I know in your book, sir, that you mentioned everybody starts out with good intentions, and I keep trying Mm -hmm. to believe that, but it's become more difficult. Sure. Well, look, and and I want to, you know, I I, want to commend you on, you know, your desire to have a, to work on this and and to address this. Um, The, you know, going back to the point that you, you know, you reflected on the the thing where where you were talking about sloth, you know, and just to clarify for folks who maybe didn't connect that you know uh, we tend to think of sloth as laziness and it's it's not really it's it's more about you know seeing an injustice and not being willing to do anything about that you know it's that that sort of sense of oh i just don't feel like dealing with this i just i'm just gonna let that go you know especially if we feel in our hearts that the holy spirit is asking us to get involved so let me be clear here we don't have to get involved in every situation in the world you know if if there's an argument going on in your neighbor's house two miles away you don't have to fix it even though you see it's unjust or or even if you even if you're you know in in interactions with another person it's it's not your job it's not sloth to not make the relationship work Mm -hmm. right it's 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 sloth to just to say well i don't want to i don't care i don't want to do anything (laughs) about it right Uh, but uh, but 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 you know when you've done all that you can you know then you've done all the can right and and that's and so nobody is expecting you and least of all god to to make all these relationships work perfectly especially when you don't have a lot of leverage i mean it's one thing when you're talking about a spouse or a friend or a, a kid or a family member it's another thing when you're talking about somebody that you see once a week who you don't really have any real relationship with you know and, and so the best you could do in a situation like what you describe allison is set appropriate boundaries you know if they're if they're speaking to you disrespectfully it's okay to say hey listen i'm happy to address whatever concerns you've got but but i, I can't I can't, I can't, I can't work with you if you're going to talk to me like that. You know, I mean, it's, it's perfectly, f- or, or to avoid them. I mean, it's okay to do that too. In this yeah, situation. they're all there collectively, like arguing among themselves and you can do your job around them in any way, shape or form. Then let them, you know, they're just showing that they're not the professionals they need to be. And eventually the company itself that hired them will find yeah, out and, and have a problem. And with it's not necessarily your job to fix that, right? right. So, so you know, I don't want you to get hung up on the whole thing about sloth because that, that, that came up in a different conversation r- related to, you know, relationships that we um, have direct control over. You know, but refuse to do anything about. But in this situation, you don't really have a relationship. They're, they they are in your orbit, but that's different from being in a relationship with them. So you could set boundaries. You could avoid the the issue. There's not you don't have any authority over them. You don't have any leverage at all. So there's really nothing you can do. So 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 walking away from it or avoiding it is probably the better part of valor in this case. Now, if there's a general manager of the store, if that is not you, then. They, you might want to bring to their attention in a very subtle way, hey, they're, they're yelling at each other and using foul language in front of all our customers. I don't know if you want to you know, correct that or not. I just wanted to bring it to your attention. Boom, you're done. You know, go in and make a big deal out of it. And let that person who does have authority there either speak to them or call their own company and, and have them corrected for their behavior so they know how to behave professionally. But you don't have to heal a relationship with them because of the nature of it. Yeah, Allison, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate your conscientiousness, but but uh, g- give yourself a little break on this one. Yeah. You know, and focus on the relationships that you do have more um, sway over. And right. avoid them when they come around. They're only there once a week. All right, Don't thanks. deal with them. Thanks for the call. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking with you today about disconnection. How do we heal those relationships with the people that we care about, the people that are important to us. But, you know, there's something getting in the way. 
whether that's conflict or disagreement, the, the struggle to see eye to eye, healing a past offense or hurt, um, we want to help you bridge those gaps and create better connection. 877-573-7825. We're going to take our break. When we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we'll be joined by Father Thomas Loya of the Tabor Life Institute. He's going to be sharing some insights with us from the Theology of the Body on how we can build stronger relationships with the people that we care about and why that's so important for building the kingdom of God. So stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues right after the break. This Ave Maria radio program is brought to you in part by Fathom Events. The new feature film, Mother Teresa and Me, is in theaters for one night only, Thursday, October 5th. Mother Teresa and Me weaves together the stories of two women, Mother Teresa, who served the poor with love amidst her dark night of the soul, and Kavita, a young woman who is searching for love while struggling with her unexpected pregnancy. Information at FathomEvents.com. That's FathomEvents.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I said to the churches one day, what do you think you're going to look like in heaven? Oh, some of them had absolutely magnificent ideas. I didn't think of one of them. And so I got desperate because then my turn came. I didn't know what to say. And so in desperation, I said, what do you think I'll wear in heaven? And they all said with one voice, armor. <laughs> EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Disconnected, as we talk about how to heal or strengthen those relationships with the people that are important to us that, you know, aren't going as well as we'd like. Are you having a hard time getting along with or feeling as connected as you'd like to someone you care about? Give us a call. The number is 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Father Thomas Loya of the Tabor Life Institute. He is a pastor, an artist, a counselor, and an expert on the theology of the body. He well, well, Welcome, Father Loya. Thank you. Good to be here. So we've been talking about this idea that, that strengthening our relationships with the people that are in our, in our life is, is the primary way that Christians build the kingdom of God. And uh, we wanted to ask you to share some points for helping us understand how to work toward healthier, holier relationships in general. 
Well, I always like to bring, try to bring things down to like one or two fundamental principles, and everything branches off of that. So I would suggest two things from the theology of the body, and one, of course, is from Scripture, too. Deferential love and also gift. Now, deference means to defer to the person, like Ephesians 5. Defer to one another out of love or Christ. Defer means you, it's like making the other person with whom you're with as if they're more important than you. You're present to them. And you, you defer to them. You don't get defense. You defer to them, meaning you're being present, you're listening. And if you know they're kind of hostile and so on. But then also you ask yourself this. I find this to be very, very handy for the theology of body. I always ask myself, okay, how can I be gift to this person in this moment? In other words, what do they need me to be right now? Now, that doesn't mean, it's not to be confused with being soft or being a... Uh, a doormat or something. It means being very strong, actually, very boundary. You keep your boundaries, but you ask yourself, what do they need me to be? They just want me to listen to them? Do they need me to actually offer them something a little more sensible, maybe to stop them from, from their, their their rage or their anxiety, their freight, their, their uh, anger? What is it they am I sensing they need from me? So you sort of take it out of yourself Focus on, on them, but also do it in a boundary way. Ask them to clarify something you think is kind of aggressive or kind of irrational or off. Tell them, you know, what do you exactly mean by that? I don't quite understand. Then offer to them, try, well, try to find like a, a, a lot of times there's a point of convergence between you and them because it's, they basically want the same principle oftentimes, but their way of going about it is in error. So you want to affirm that principle, meet them at the principle, but then offer a better way or another way to see this that might be more fruitful and productive. So you search for that common principle, but offer a better way. So it's like you, you have to kind of go out of yourself a bit while still protecting yourself. Uh, not Don't be defensive. Don't try to defend yourself. Try to look at the thing much more objectively. Basically, the thing is insight and adjustment. It's not so much good guy, bad guy, right or wrong. It's more like get, gathering insights together and making the adjustments as a result of the insight. This happens a lot. It's very handy in marriage, I find. I, I have helped married couples to not so much see each other as the bad guy, one or the other, but how do we get more insight into each other and how do we then adjust by means of that insight? And it's, it's usually, I find, very helpful. And it comes from the theology of the body, differential love. Well, I was about to say, it really balance. sounds to me like what you're what you're talking about is that very theology of the body principle of the difference between reactivity and receptivity. And reactivity is that, that place that really can mess us up in a relationship or in a conversation where we're busy thinking ahead and being defensive and we're going to defend ourselves or explain our point and push ahead. Where receptivity is this concept of being in our best self and really doing exactly that question that you were talking about. What do they need to feel heard and be able to move on to a better place. Am I hearing that correctly? Oh, absolutely. And that is difficult because we tend to, like, you know, get tense and get defensive, especially if we think we're being attacked or told we're wrong, whatever. But it's hard, but you have to let go of that and just be present, really try to hear them and be what you think they really need you to be. And that could be a broad spectrum of things. Sometimes you can be very firm, sometimes very loving, and everything in between. (laughs) So it's all about that gift of self. So, Father Loya, you you counsel so many people, and as you said, even couples, when when you're doing any kind of spiritual work with them. What would you say if somebody listening right now, heck, 
all of us have those moments where we move into that reactivity and we suddenly realize that's where we are, right? We're reacting, we're thinking three sentences or you know, a full argument ahead of that other person. How can we get back into that receptive place and, and correct in that situation? Well, it's very hard, but because like you say, we all get in that, that spot. And, but first of all, say a prayer. Ask our Lord, Holy Spirit, help me in this moment. But, and then you have to tell yourself, kind of take a deep breath and say, just listen. Try to hear them out. Relax and just try to hear them out. If, if they're attacking or, you know, they're really off base, okay, you can respond to that. But don't, don't like like you said, don't get ten steps ahead where you're, you're, you're going to put up your defenses. Because you're not listening. If you're not listening right, really trying to find out where they're coming, what's really going on here, you're not going to be able to respond correctly. Then it just becomes an argument, like a standoff, especially today. People do not, do not, it is impossible to tell someone they're wrong, to correct them. It's like what I find is happening in our day and age. I think it's specific to our day and age. So you have to come at it a different way. You can't try to tell them they're wrong. You have to be receptive to them and then respond with insights and, and offering other ways to look at things, interpret things, explain how you see them, but do it in a very loving but yet very boundary way. See, it's always the two things. You know, Our Lord works with love but also justice, compassion and justice. It's never just one or the other. It's both and. and that, that's, so you make yourself present in that way. It's hard, but you have to kind of program your mind. First say a prayer, and then say, okay, I'm just going to relax. I'm going to listen. What are they really saying to me? What is their real complaint? What's at the bottom of what they're saying? You try to get the message, not so much the words, but what message are they sending to me? How can I respond yes. then to that message? I have to jump in with that, Father Loy, but thank you so much for those insights. And you're right, it's, it's always a question of praying through how to maintain that balance and between we can justice correct, and compassion. We can correct even in that moment. Let's not just keep going down that slippery slope. And if folks would like to learn more about Father Loyo's good work, they can go to TaborLifeInstitute.com. That's T-A-B-O-R LifeInstitute.com. And we are taking your calls, listeners, right now at 877-573-7825. The show's titled Disconnected as we talk about the challenges we all face in getting along with or feeling as connected as we'd like to that person we care about. And it could be your spouse. It could be one of your kids, whether those are littles or adult kids. Could be a family member or a friend, but the reality is, you know, we always have to be working on our relationships. It always takes effort to keep our relationships strong, and sometimes it's harder than other times. And if you're struggling because you're having a hard time seeing eye to eye with someone you care about, or you're having a hard time healing an offense that's gone on, or you're just not sure what's happened, or you just don't feel as close as you'd like, let's find those grace filled solutions you're seeking. 877 573 7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. In Christ, we suffer, but it's a suffering that can bear much fruit. Our God can bring good out of the suffering caused by evil. God permits evil, and from the suffering caused by evil, he creates a reality greater than that which could have existed without the possibility of evil entering human experience. In Christ, suffering is fruitful. Those members of the body of Christ who are fruitless are removed. It's dead wood, and that's suffering. But even those members of the body of Christ who are fruitful are pruned. They're trimmed. Daddy squeezes and sometimes spanks in order that we would be more fruitful. Jesus again says, By this is my Father glorified, 
that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. When children get to about age 10, they're much less naturally inclined to do something because their mom and dad said so. This isn't defiance. It represents the fact that their brains have developed to the point that they need to understand why they're doing something. Not because they want to challenge your authority, but because they have a God-given need to learn how to apply the lessons you're trying to teach them when you aren't there to tell them what to do. Kids raised with punishment-oriented strategies tend not to learn to think for themselves. They're effectively taught to follow the lead of the most commanding presence in the room. That might be okay when we're in the room with them, but when we're not, it sets our kids up to follow other leaders who have anything but their best interests in mind. How can you raise kids who know how to choose to do the right thing even when you're not around to make it happen? Check out Parenting Your Kids with Grace or visit CatholicHOM.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Disconnected. You know, it takes work to keep our relationships going strong with all the people that we care about. Uh, Are you and someone you care about struggling to connect, uh, having a hard time getting past a defense, uh, overcoming a conflict, seeing eye to eye? We want to help you close the gap between you and that person. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. Before we take our next call, we want to send out congratulations to a longtime member of the EWTN radio family. Archangel Radio in Mobile, Alabama is celebrating their 13th year with EWTN. Congratulations to Ellen Taylor and their whole team at Archangel Radio from all of us here at EWTN Radio. And listeners, wherever you're tuning into Catholic Radio, make sure that you are supporting your local station with your prayers and your financial contributions as well. Let's keep Catholic Radio going strong for generations to come so we can keep supporting you in living a more faithful and abundant life. Amen to that. And with that, we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about healing the connection between you and that important person in your life that maybe you're not getting along with as well as you'd like. Could be a spouse, 
could be your kid, could be another family member or a friend. Whatever the situation is, we want to help you bridge the gap and overcome those conflicts, heal those past hurts, and enjoy the connection that God calls us all to live in. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Connecticut. Hi there, listener. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Hello. Good morning, Greg and Lisa. Thank you for taking Good my morning. call. Oh, certainly. What can we do for you today? So, I'm right now in a bad situation with my husband where we need lots of healing in our relationship. Mm-hmm. We need lots of connection. And, uh, and I need help. We've been married for 36 years. I dearly love my husband, five children. And uh, we've been having issues in our marriage. Well, uh, what I see on the board is it's a big issue. On, on our board, you told our screener that he's been cheating on you the entirety of your marriage. Is that correct? Yes, on and off. And I just found out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Uh, we, thank you. We immediately started doing a mentorship with Catholic Psych, which is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, but I'm having a hard time not being critical of my husband. He feels blamed by me. He's well, I mean, he's, he's wrong. I mean, here's, here's you know when you say that you know I mean you're 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 not being critical by calling out his offense. He's he doesn't want to be responsible for his actions. You're calling out an injustice. You're calling out a sin against your your sacrament, and you're calling out an injustice against you and your whole family, your five children, and an injustice against his own soul. So I want I just want to jump in on that and and and, and say you know that. that he he's not been criticized enough, frankly. I mean, you know, I, he. I'm not saying you rub we we rub uh, you know somebody's face in their wounds, but but you know, for somebody who's not been faithful for 36 years of their marriage, well, he's on had and five off, children with you and been dishonest with you the whole time. He he deserves to feel bad. I mean, that's part of that's part of the process. I'm not saying that because you want to be mean to him. I'm saying that because part of the healing process means recognizing what I've done and how deeply I've hurt the people that depend on me. I'm and, I'm thrilled that he got into counseling with you right away but counseling only works if you're willing to really look at yourself be honest and change your ways if he's saying you're being critical you're and he's he's putting it all on you what's happening is he's going to counseling just to jump through a hoop to placate you so that he can continue to behave inappropriately and he'll just tell you, well, I am in counseling with you. I did what you wanted me to do. I'm trying. But if he's not really willing to look at what he's done and what he needs to do to never do it again and make it up to you and his children, he can't get anywhere with it. He can't really change. Yeah. So, so there are several steps in, in getting past an affair. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's hard to do, but it's not impossible. And, and um, when couples work these steps um, sincerely, they can get to a place where they've had a stronger marriage than they've ever had. Um, but the first step is 
the person who cheated really coming clean and being willing to answer whatever questions they need to answer, take res- take responsibility for what they've done and acknowledge the pain that they've caused uh, their, their spouse and their family. Um, and he, you know, th- this is part of the process. He's struggling to do that. But what, the reason I'm jumping on this is I don't want you to back down. You know, I, I, I don't want you to accept the blame. You know, people who cheat um, don't do it because the marriage is bad. There are lots of marriages that are struggling, but the person doesn't cheat. The, the, the thing that distinguishes somebody who cheats is that they are bad at conflict uh, and dealing with feelings or advocating for themselves. That, that, that's a, a character flaw. Uh, and so they respond to problems in the marriage by just shutting down, by not dealing with the conflicts that need to be had or com- uh, communicating the needs that they have or addressing the problems that are there. They just stuff it all. Uh, and then they look for someone they can use to self-medicate for that undiagnosed depression. That's, By the way, that's an important part of, of healing from the infidelity, recognizing that there's probably some degree of a depression there, not due to the marriage, but due to that person's inability to deal with conflict or advocate for their needs or deal with feelings. Now, that's not excusing his behavior, and that doesn't mean you suddenly say, oh, poor baby, he's been suffering from depression. How did I not know? Now let me nurture him more. Nurturing him helping him being a faithful loyal godly wife in this situation is holding him accountable for this for the fact that it may be an untreated depression for the fact that his behavior is sinful and completely inappropriate and holding him accountable for really looking at himself and taking real steps to be able to change that behavior not just to save your marriage although that is very very important but also to save his soul you know, he's been walking around living in a grave state of sin for all of this time. And the fact that it's come about now, that you know about this, allows you both to work against that state of sin and really help him get into a state of grace that works for his soul continually. And I need to be clear with you, um, and, I, and I hope that you're, the mentor that you're working with is, is being clear about this too. Um, this goes beyond infidelity. Your husband's a sex addict. You know, committing serial infidelity over the course of 36 years of a marriage, that, that is not, that's not, you know, a one night, I mean, none of the, any of these things are okay. But, but, but that level of, of compulsive sexual behavior is a sexual addiction. Uh, and so this goes way beyond just cheating, you know, which is bad enough. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, he's going to need to face a lot of yuck in himself. Uh, and, and a lot of that is going to be ugly and it's going to be painful and he's going to want to wiggle out of it. You can't let him. You have to be that strong, prophetic woman of God that says, Honey, I love you, but I cannot. You've been hiding this this festering wound for 36 years, and I, I cannot allow you to wiggle out of that. And if you feel blamed, if you feel criticized, if you feel bad, then you need to. You absolutely need to. That doesn't mean I don't love you, and I'm not willing to work through it with you, but it means that, that you, you need to face this part of yourself that you've been ignoring and medicating through infidelity for all this time. Now, I have to add this to this, please, caller. Don't feel guilty for not being able to just forgive him because you now know and he said he's sorry. He, working to really heal this is going to take him showing you over a long period of time that he's trustworthy and it's okay if you if you're not just running say oh i forgive him completely and i'm just going to be you know totally forgetful of everything he he does if he's like well i i told you about this and i said i'm sorry and you shouldn't keep saying this to me 
all of these things that we're talking about apply, but also in terms of you, your own personal journey in this, you're reeling from finding out, you're hurting desperately, and you know in point of fact that you cannot trust him. He needs to be able to give you the time, and he's been doing this for 36 years. It's going to take a lot of time for him to be able to change and constantly be reassuring you that he's a changed man. Yeah, and and just one last point on this forgiveness thing. You know, forgiveness means not wanting to hurt somebody for having hurt you, um, but but allowing him to continue in this pattern of behavior would hurt him, because it, it would hurt his soul, and it, it allows mm-hmm. him to continue to, to continue to hurt you and his family as well. So you know, y- y- holding him accountable, making him look at the offense, making him look at himself, and see the ugliness that's underneath all of this uh, behavior. That's not not forgiving him. That is forgiving him. You're 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 working for his good. You're you're challenging him to become the godly man that that God wants him to be. And and so you're doing what God asks you to do. For, forgiving doesn't mean pretending everything's okay. Forgiving means saying, look, I'm willing to work through this with you, and I want what's good for you. I'm not, I'm not interested in hurting you for having hurt me. I'm interested in helping you heal. But sometimes healing is, involves pain, right? Bones need to be reset, and that hurts. Surgery hurts. Um, you know, the, the, the deep healing that needs to happen here is going to hurt. That's not you hurting him. That's the process of forgiveness and reconciliation working. So I, I want you to really work with this mentor on how to stay, step back from the guilt that you feel from holding your husband accountable uh, for, for growing into the man that God wants him to be. Thanks for the call. 877-573-7825. We are talking with you today about healing those connections between you and the people that you care about. If you're having a hard time getting along with or feeling as connected as you like to someone that is important to you, whether it's because you're struggling to see eye to eye or having a hard time getting past an offense uh, or you know your efforts to heal that relationship have not been working out the way you hoped. We're here to help you identify those next steps. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-573-7825. As we go to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 133, verses 1 and 2. How good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together as one. It is like a fine oil poured over the head. I want to highlight the second part of that verse, um, because, you know, uh, David is saying it's good when people live in unity. No great shock there. But that second part, it's like fine oil poured over the head. What does that mean? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about before, that that building the kingdom of God is about healing our relationships Mm -hmm. and making those relationships stronger. Because pouring oil over the head in scripture is the way that a priest is consecrated. Uh, the way the priest is ordained. And so what David is saying is that when we work to make our relationship, relationship strong and healthy and good, we are living out the priesthood that we are called to, consecrating our relationships to God and making them holy. Well, we, we receive that oil on our heads in our baptism, where we are given that prophetic mission of priest, prophet, and king. And I was going to say, again, in confirmation, to confirm our role in that way. So it's really saying that when we get along, because we've worked on making that happen, it is good and pleasant and even, yeah, sacramental. So we exercise that priesthood of our baptism and confirmation when we work to make our relationships strong and healthy and holy and consecrate them to God so that we can build his kingdom 
through all of our relationships. Well, when we come back, we're going to help you do just that by helping you build stronger connections between you and the people that you care about. If there's someone you're struggling with and having a hard time either seeing eye to eye or getting past an old offense uh, or just being as close as you'd like to be, give us a call. It's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls right after the break. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Does waving to a neighbor improve our well-being? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a Gallup survey from last month, it does make us feel better. It's hard for some people to wave or even say hello to a neighbor. For some, it's just the opposite. In our community in Michigan, neighbors drive by and rarely wave. In Florida, where we spend some time, it's just the opposite. The survey indicates that people who regularly say hello to multiple neighbors have higher well-being scores. The perfect zone of well-being is six greetings. A greeting may be a wave, a hello, a fist bump, or even a grunt. There are other benefits like feeling safe, financial well-being, and even career well-being. In Scripture, 1 Peter teaches us to keep loving one another earnestly and show hospitality without grumbling. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on how friendliness leads to well-being at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. There was no single event. It was more gradual. You know, eventually you just don't go one Sunday and then you don't go two Sundays in a row. Then went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is Disconnected as we talk about how we can heal the hurts that come between us and the people that we love. 877-573-7825. Right now we're talking with Joyce, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hey, Joyce. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I, my um, son uh, is divorced and he's in a new relationship and his daughters have recently kind of declared they don't want to, to uh, go to his home anymore. He has 50-50 custody with his ex-wife and I just don't know what to do to what is right to do. 
um, it's a bad situation, and I don't know. I when you say it's a bad situation, tell me more about what what makes it a bad situation. I mean, other than what you just said, I mean, is there is there more to it there? I mean, the girls have a, you know they've established that they don't enjoy being in that other home. Um, they say that there's like arguing and fighting with hmm. their father and his. Uh, they're not married, but uh, you know and. I'll just say wife for the sake of ease. His paramour. Yeah, I mean, it's his girlfriend. Yeah. It's his, 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 his living girlfriend. His living girlfriend. And they have a child. And my question to you is, you're their grandma. All right, so you're saying, what should you do? What do you think your choices are here? Are you still there, Joyce? Can you yeah. hear me? Oh, yes, yeah, no, we, we can, can hear you. Yeah, so what, what, what do you, when you say, you know, what, what should you do? What, yeah, what, what do you, you feel think like, your choices are? Yeah. How, I mean, how can I help my son? How can I help my granddaughters? I don't know. Um, I think they have some legitimate complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, but I don't know if And how old are the not, girls? Not being with, one is 15 and one is 11. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I don't these know girls if are complaints in... are worthy of not being with their father at all. You know, I well, I mean, it, it's it's they're, what they're saying is dads hurt us. Yeah. Okay. They want you to hear their pain. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a question of do they see dad at all or not. It's a question of you know how receptive is dad to working on the relationship with them. You know, the divorce hurt them. The choices he's making now are are hurtful. Having to walk into a house where your father, who is supposed to be, you know, the person who's teaching a young teenage girl how to look for a man that will be of good character, that will not hurt her. That's a dad's job. And they walk into a house where he's living in sin and has had a child out of wedlock, and they have to be there because of a court order, but not because of a relationship that he has and, with them. And, you know, I mean, I know I'm reading into this a little bit, but but I can tell just from the way you've described this that, that he believes he has a right to a relationship with his daughters, not that he has a responsibility to work on his relationship with his daughters. Uh, and so what, what, his, what his daughters are saying is, no. You know, I, 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 of course, they want a relationship with their father, but but they but don't not, want. To, but they don't want to be forced like into this. it. They don't want him to just assume that everything should be fine because he's their father, and whatever he does should be accepted by them. So, as their grandmother, what you need to do here is twofold. One, when they say I, we don't want to see dad, we don't want to go there, the only response you should be having is you're really hurting over this, aren't you? And let them talk to you, and do not defend their father's behavior because it's sinful it's wrong and it's painful and if you do defend their father's behavior or say oh we'll give them another chance they will cut you out of their lives they well, will and also have no you, you, you end up communicating to your grandchildren that that his behavior is okay and then when they grow up because they are both in their formative years right now in deciding who they will have relationships with you're saying to them, pick somebody like that who will do this to you. That's just fine with me. And that's a very painful message to give to your granddaughters. Now, when it comes to your son, you need to be challenging him to say, you know what? You need to work on your relationship with your daughters. That's where your work needs to come you're, in. Yeah, you're, you're, you've hurt them. And, and they're, not, they're not saying they don't want to be with you. They're saying that you've hurt them. And that they, in their eyes, you're not willing to work on the relationship. You've moved on, rather than just rather than taking time to work on your healing your relationship with your daughters after this divorce. You've moved on to go live with this woman and and you know create a whole new family. 
uh, and you've just left them on the side of the road. They feel replaced. They feel betrayed. They feel confused. Any child of divorce feels some of those things. But when you have a, a step-sibling, a half-sibling, suddenly enter the, the chat here, it's even more painful because you... and. In a regular divorce situation, it's rough enough to know that your parents, for whatever the reasons are, no matter how complicated those things are, are no longer your stable rock in your life because they're going through their stuff and you're not all living as a family. That's rough enough. But to suddenly feel replaced... That that's that's something that stings a child for a lifetime. And you know, so they're not they're not refusing to be with their dad. They're pointing to the fact that their dad has alienated them by his behavior. And so your whole focus as his mom needs to be pointing out that fact. Um, you, know, you know, empathizing with the kids. You know, saying that that you uh, that you see how much pain they're in and how sorry you are for that. How they deserve the best that all the grown-ups in their life can give them. And really supporting them as much as possible but then with him you know lovingly challenging him on the fact that that he's not been a father to these children uh that that he has hurt them and that he's alienated them and their refusal to be with him is not defiance it's pointing to the fact that there's there needs to be healing there that he's not willing to do and and if you say that to him and he hears it at all which he may not be in the place to hear you're probably gonna have to work on this for a long time his first reaction may be one of two things. One, oh, well, every time I get custody of them, I'll do something really super fun and then they'll like me. Or I will demand that they come to my house. I will demand that they behave the rules of my house. I will demand that they get along with my paramour and that'll fix them. Neither of those things will work. They need to really be working on a relationship. And the best thing you can do is explain that to your son and tell him to get into counseling with his daughters. Just the three of them. Because these girls need to know that it's safe to build a relationship with dad. They need an arbiter to help them explain to their father why they're hurt. They need healing. This is the kind of situation that they will be trying to heal from for the rest of their lives. If he gets into real counseling with them and works on that relationship in a therapeutic setting, he has a chance to really undo a lot of the damage that he's done and give his daughters a narrative that they can then enter into adulthood with. If he doesn't, there's going to be pain in these children's lives for a lifetime. Yeah, but it's 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 when you when you say you know is it worth them not having a relationship with their father at all? That's really up to him, right? You know because what it, what what's what what I mean by that is that you know when when my kids if my kids ever said to me, Dad, I don't want to be around you, you know that would break my heart and make me say, what what do we need to do to heal this relationship? How can I work on this with you? And, and if he doesn't respond that way, he's alienating them. Right. He's saying, I, don't, I would rather choose my comfort and my, my life over you. So support them in that you understand that they are in pain and love them through that. And then work on your son to become the man he needs to be and get into therapy with his daughters to heal this. Thank you, Joyce, for the question. And folks, thank you so much for letting us walk with you during this uh, journey and helping you create stronger connection between you and the people you care about. If you'd like to learn more about ways we can support you, learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's Pastoral Telecounseling Practice. 
by going to catholiccounselors.com and learn how you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, and personal life through God's grace. catholiccounselors.com Then get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.